Good morning podcast, welcome to the Pierre T. Lambert podcast, I hope you're having an awesome day. Today we have special guests, we have Mike and JP from at Abstract Aerial Art on Instagram and they're deep into aerial photography with drones. I think their stuff is absolutely amazing and I can't wait to dive into that discussion because we're going to talk about planning, we're going to talk about social media, we're going to talk about drones absolutely everything and I think you're gonna enjoy it so with no further ado let's get right into it welcome guys you guys are two brothers can you introduce yourself please I am JP the oldest brother of abstract aerial art and I'm Mike the youngest brother so JP and Mike I found them on Instagram a few months ago because of their drone photography work and I was really amazed by it because I could feel there was a lot of research behind each shot and maybe you guys are gonna debunk that and say no that's BS we're just very lucky (laughs) Uh, but (laughs) we'll we'll discuss about that so for everyone listening I just want to give you a heads up I've got three questions from you guys so if you have more questions in the future remember head over to Instagram or leave us the question on the anchor.fm app it, we can basically drop your voice in and it's pretty cool. Um, before we dive right into the questions, I want to give you a little bit of context as to what uh, JP and Mike are shooting. So guys, uh, please tell us, how did your adventure start? Because I don't think you're that old on Instagram, are you? No, we, we started um, December the 23rd, 24th, 2016. Um, while we were traveling Australia, that's how it all began for us. We'd previously been there for six months, just traveling, nothing to do with work. Um, no. We managed to get about three quarters of the way around in a cheap car that we'd bought before that broke down and we were stuck in the middle of nowhere. So we had quite an entertaining journey getting back to Sydney, Australia. So um, Mike suggested we bought a drone and go back and film some of the uh, remoter stuff that we'd seen in Australia. So we went and bought a drone, flew back to Australia, and that's how it began. Oh, wow. Were you guys into photography or video at all before? Well, me, Mike, I was a uh, freelance photographer before we got into drawing photography. So I would be shooting pretty much anything as and when. Um, I had my own business. So I left school, started my own business and went from there. So I I had a bit of experience in the photography side. Uh, None whatsoever. I was um, doing music producing and sound design. Oh, really? Totally new. there sorry p i think something went wrong then yeah so i was saying so it was totally new for you guys absolutely yeah we basically never even seen a drone let alone flown one or (laughs) took any photos with one it was just um while we were out in australia we tried to go to sort of more remote places rather than the touristy spots and some of the stuff we'd seen was absolutely incredible and we just thought that it would might be a good way to try and capture it and um thought a drone was a good idea and that's literally it we knew nothing about them or anything and it went from there we just learned on the fly oh really that's so cool so let me let me just put that in context so you guys went to australia enjoyed the trip uh got your adventure go back in to your home country and then you're like fuck we can't do that so we just go back you guys went back with a drone you never knew how to use before um was just a plan of we're just gonna capture some cool shit in the nice locations we saw that no one has ever been to that's exactly basically right right, yeah that uh, sounds that sounds like an amazing plan but yeah we (laughs) stumbled across abstract area we didn't really go out with with the initial plan was 
just doing normal photography, seeing beautiful landscapes. Yeah, we were going to make sort of like little documentary type things of the remoter parts that we'd seen. And um, whilst we were out in those locations, we just started pointing the camera down to earth, taking photographs, looked at them and thought, what on earth is that? Um, it kind of looked and it loosely reminded us of abstract artworks. And that's where the name came from. We were like, how are we going to ever explain to people what on earth that is? And then we thought, why do we need to? That's what the earth looks like. And that's the route we'll go down. Oh, that's good. So uh, for anyone listening, if you haven't pulled up your Instagram app already, do it right now and look for abstract art. Sorry, I'm having problem with the pronunciation here. But um, if you if you didn't get what I said, it's also linked in the show notes so you can check it out. But their stuff is really cool. It's everything shot from top down or 90 person i would say of it and it's kind of yeah it is abstract it's earth is beautiful now i've got a question have you has anyone inspired your work guys or have you ever seen when you were kids maybe um shots from planes or stuff like that or or you kind of discovered as you started using the drone completely well i mean as we said we'd never really explored drone photography or seen any drone photographs before so from that respect no we didn't sort of see an idea and think we should do that we just saw our own photographs that we'd accidentally taken while we were flying around and thought <laughs> that's quite cool let's explore that and sort of the more we went on at that time there weren't that many people doing the sort of more we, we, we like to try and take weird things is kind of what we do so um, we hadn't really seen anybody focusing so much on that at the time that we were doing it uh, as we've obviously grown along and met more people the initial inspiration was just nothing at all. It was just out in the outback of Australia taking photographs. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, if I if I'm sharing my personal when I when I saw your account, the first thing I thought about was, whoa, that's really well executed. Um, because some of the accounts it's 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 cool, or people have a mixed feed, but you guys were really uh, how do you call that consistent in your abstract way of shooting and, and getting like interesting patterns and shapes and all that like yep. on that top-down view and it reminded me reminded me of a book that i loved when i was a kid and it was on my parents coffee table and it was a book from young artist bertrand bertrand uh which is a french photographer who shoots from planes and helicopters mainly yeah and he made that whole book called the earth seen from the sky and I remember seeing a lot of those uh, sh top down shots back in the days. And I thought, wow, that's really beautiful. And I don't know how much time he, he did the research for all those places. But at the time, there was no Google. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, that's our biggest tool to help us do what we do now. And obviously, yeah. we have seen a lot of uh, aerial photographers shooting from planes. And some of the amazing images they get just blows us away. But we're limited with what we can do with a drone with heights and et cetera. But um yeah some of that aerial stuff from airplanes is fascinating yeah it's it's absolutely insane so i'm curious what what was your first drone what are you shooting with now and just after that we're gonna start the question from the audience because they're really i think they're gonna be on point with the topic no problem. okay so uh we we bought an inspire one pro was our first drone um obviously mike's background in photography he wanted to get the best camera we could on a drone Oh my god, you got yeah, the big one? <laughs> oh my god. We went straight for the big gun. Oh. 
<laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm purely because really it was for two people, wasn't it? Yeah. So the Inspire, you could fly. Well, I could control the camera while Jay could drove. No, Jay flew it. So that was wow. our initial thoughts, wasn't it? Wait, you could? Did you manage to get that on the plane? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at that time it was obviously. I mean, it's changing all the time, right? Isn't it? The rules and what you can and can't do with them. But yeah. that, that, that was our main going suitcase. Back to, yeah, we, put, we bought like a military grade fragile box that we put the Inspire that went underneath. And then we just had a small backpack for all of our clothes. So the main, the main trip, uh, uh, the main thing that went was the drone. <laughs> so we sacrificed the bag. So we could cool. only take it obviously without paying extras. We took one bag of clothes, and we were we're living in yeah. the, in a tent on the roof of our car anyway. So it's not like we were living in luxury. <laughs> and then uh, the drone was our main sort of item to take with us. <laughs> the drone's more expensive. Yeah. Than Basically, drone. yeah, that was the most expensive thing we had with us. And then. Um, Obviously, quite quickly, we realized that it's quite large. And, um, well, we knew it was large when we got it, but traveling with it was quite difficult and quite a pain. Um, yeah. So we bought a Phantom 4 Pro, which had just come out at the time when we were in Australia. Um, okay. So we bought one of those because of the easy, it just seemed more easy to do for us and traveling so much. In Australia, it wasn't so bad because we were in a car and that was our house and our car. Um, yeah. But we thought if we're going to keep traveling and doing this more, this is, Inspire is too big to do that with. Um, so we went with the Phantom and that's what we have used ever since up until recently when we've just bought the Mavic 2. Um, but that is literally, we've only shot a couple of things with that. So I'd say. Uh, uh, nice. Well, we'll talk about those, uh, the Mavic 2 after, because I have personal yeah. questions I want okay. to ask you. But. I imagine going from a inspired one, inspired one to a Phantom Four felt like you guys like had the tiniest thing in the world in your <laughs> yeah. Hands. I mean, the the Inspire looks really cool. Like, there's no uh, there's a big difference from how they look, and then the biggest difference for us really was the dual control. So that's why my what Mike said with the uh, idea behind the Inspire, as well as it being the best camera at the time on a drone without getting complicated. Um, it was the dual control he could do the camera work i have no experience in photography at all so he was focusing on doing that and i was flying the drone it was easy to do that got it makes yeah. sense do you still have the yeah interview? we never will get rid of because it, it started it all for us it's kind of we're like our, to stick it on the wall yeah it's, <laughs> it's like our little baby we don't want to ever get rid of it we'll, we don't we don't really ever fly it sometimes to take it out for a little fly but we never do any, any work with it because it's just too big to travel around with yeah, it's hard to justify logging yeah, around. Yeah, set up time and taking it all apart to put it in the box and getting it all. It's just, you know, it's just too much of a hassle to do that. Yeah, I imagine. Well, since we're talking about getting the shot and traveling and all that, uh, someone on Instagram asked me, so it's all at OB Photographer, maybe like Obi-Wan Kenobi or I'm not too sure, but OBI underscore photographer is asking, how do you visualize the landscape picture before finding the location or in the broader term, how do you actually plan the shot when you're traveling to a location? Uh, purely research on um, Google Earth. That is how 99% of our shots are done. We have ideas in our head as to what we want to capture. And obviously we try to find unusual things. And so when I'm scanning Google Earth day after day, I'm looking for things that stick out or things that sort of appeal to the sort of things that we're looking for. And it... 
So, yeah. so wait, g- give me a concrete example. Like Monday morning, you wake up, grab a coffee, and you start scrolling for six hours around the Yeah, literally. Or... Whenever I have free time, I'm on Google Earth just trying to find shots. I spend as much time as I can doing that when I've got free time to do it. I'll do it in the car when we're traveling to That's try and find. T- it takes out the majority of the time. It's just searching Google Earth. That's where we spend most of our time is staring at a screen, <laughs> looking at Google Earth, trying to find pictures. So before we've even set out for a shot, we already know what we're going to photograph because that thing is unbelievable. Like the amount, of, the, it, oh, it's pretty much it's so many like so many pictures we got, which is identical to what Google yeah. has to offer. Really? It's incredible how close it is. Like I'll take a screenshot, so we basically frame it on Google Earth and as to what we want to get from the location. So the photo is kind of framed and ready to go as a screenshot on uh, my phone or my iPad um, before we've yeah. ever left to go and get it, and then. 99% of the time, it's identical to exactly what it is. There's been the odd occasion where we've gone there and something isn't there or it's different. Um, but 99% of the time, it is as is on Google Earth. So that's crazy. You, you're basically able to visualize, but also con- conceptualize straight from uh, your research. Absolutely, yeah. It's all, it's all ready to go before we've even set off to get the shot. That's awesome. You should start another Instagram account that's gone without drone photography and you just take Google Earth <laughs> shots. Yeah, I think there's a couple of people doing those Google Earth shots. I think we're going yeah, really? what we want to try and do is somehow I think either on our website or something, we'll do some comparisons between the screenshots of the actual uh, research we've done from Google Earth compared to the final shot that we've got off the drone. And it is incredible how yeah. close they are. So down that's pretty cool imagine i i think i don't know what you guys think but i think at one point google google earth had better resolution than it has now maybe they they had to stop people from being able to zoom that much but i remember a time where i could literally count people people in certain locations now i cannot zoom that close absolutely update on um google earth about six nine months ago when it i don't know what it's on. i don't know what um, version it's on but there's a uh, you can use it to see how high you are from the ground so obviously when you're planning a drone shot that's really really helpful to know what because a lot of things look really good but then you realize you're four or five kilometers above the earth so obviously you can't do that with a drone um but now unfortunately it doesn't match up properly so the height that it says it is isn't what height you're at oh I see. Which yeah. is quite annoying. I think they run into maybe issues where people will have too much information about places. Yeah. 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 I think I've, I know from definitely in France where you are, a lot of the sites are blurred out as well, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It's because, yeah, I remember like shots from 2007 were better than now. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, again, I mean, like, obviously, ever, until we did this, I never really even looked at Google Earth. Then we, while we were going around Australia, we were just randomly flying and wasting a lot of time. And we thought, how can we make this easier? Or how can we try and find locations? And just came up with the idea of doing this, using the satellite as at least a guide to where we'd want to go. That's amazing. Maybe you should uh, launch your own satellite one day. <laughs> you know what? We actually contacted one of the companies asking for higher resolution images, and they sort of laughed at us saying, what do you want them for? And we said, well, we use them for our research for drone photography. And they told us, well, the normal people they deal with are the military and stuff. So I don't think it was quite <laughs> designed for us. And we were like, oh, OK, then. And they said, if you want it, it a, there's a very large fee that you can pay per year to get 
numerous high resolution satellite images if you want to do it but obviously that's a bit extreme for what we're doing so we're stuck with google earth that's so funny the guy must be still keeping your email conversation in the box for every time <laughs> every time he's bored he opens it up and thinks about it <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool that's awesome so i'm, I'm gonna give my intake on the to ob on that on that question because obviously i don't i do shoot with my drone but not as intensely uh, as you guys and clearly you've got the awesome research and the shots really speak for themselves after uh, because a lot of locations even i think you shot in italy and stuff like that I was like how the heck did you find that now <laughs> it's just that it's just research purely from our point of view i mean we're talking about top down so obviously that's a big advantage with the satellite is it that's the perspective it is i mean you obviously can move google yeah. earth around get more landscapey looking shots but I, i don't think it really works very well for that but from a top-down perspective there's nothing better yeah it's true so obi whenever i'm traveling and i usually scroll through either actually i do use google earth a lot too whenever i want to do for example landscape i want to see if how the terrain looks like For example, if I'm on the coastline, I usually go on Google Earth and look for like, um, how do you call that, broken coastlines with yeah. a lot of rocks everywhere and like where I can feel like there are cliffs because I just, I like it. I like it personally. It's more dramatic versus the white sand beach that's totally flat. Um, and depending on what you hit on the coast, you can find that or you can find the other. So I try to look for the mood I'm going for on Google Earth what part is good. Also, I look for Instagram if people shot those locations, how can it look like? Because I think uh, Instagram and Google images are the two best resources for me just to have an understanding of how the place looks like. And then there is an app, I think it's called PhotoPills that I use. So I can uh, drop a pin uh, into a GPS location somewhere around the world and see how the light is going to hit the environment around. So okay. I can now... I can have a gross idea of where the sun comes out, where it goes down and what kind of light I can get. So that's when I'm really in depth about certain shots. That's how I do it. If I'm very honest with you, 90% of the time, I'm more in a rushing mode where I'm like, oh, that location is awesome. Let's get some shots. And if I have an extra two days, I'm going to be, okay, I'll come back here at sunrise. And then I go back to the location and shoot. And I think I'm a bit like you guys, where, where when you were in Australia, I love going off the beaten track and just exploring and capturing random places that I think look good. So Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we try to do the most is just as beautiful as all the well-known places are. There's so much, just as much beauty off the beaten track and no one really goes out to these places. So that's kind of what we try to do. No, yeah, it's really, yeah, I, I think it, it's the best way to travel because otherwise you can live with VR goggles and just move around. Yeah, I, I think that'll be coming in the future, won't it? That's sort of that technology. Yeah, and it's going to get crazy the moment you're going to have like haptic feedbacks uh, where your body is going to feel like it's there. It's going to be really weird. <laughs> it was quite interesting what you were just saying about how you use... Um... Google Earth, because that's a good a good way to, you don't have to do it as extreme as we do and visualize and compose the photograph beforehand, but just to get an idea of areas, that is kind of how we started using it originally. Yeah, I think it's very important to understand what kind of terrain you're Absolutely. going um, to visit. Yeah. 
that way you you kind of know even like for example we were in india and there was one part that was uh, the desert and we're with camels just beautiful but if you missed it you totally would miss the sand dunes because they're not large they're kind of tiny yeah. but by like if if you if you drove like five um 50 meters off to the left you would have never seen yeah. them absolutely but sometimes they just send you to the most risky places. So and also, what, what, really gotta tell them what, secret spots. Sorry, go on. Yeah, you really have to ask them where is your grandmother's secret spot where she would go on a date. <laughs> the thing we found with the remote spots in Australia was that even the locals didn't even know about them. Really, yeah, the amount of people we met where we said they said, "What are you doing here? Where have you been?" And we told them, they were like, "Where's that?" And it was only sort of half an hour, forty-five minutes from where we found these people they'd never even heard of these places or oh my god that's so funny but i mean it's very remote obviously western australia especially it's extremely remote so we're talking a bit different from europe but um it's amazing how many people don't actually know what's around them yeah 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 i'm not surprised and i mean drone also changes the perspective a lot usually yeah totally all right, guys, we're going to move on to another question that is a lot more 21st century technology oriented. And it's from M4RT Guns, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. The question is simply uh, social media growth. So how, what, what, yeah, what are you guys, what do you guys think? How are you guys taking Instagram? How does that work for you? What has worked and what hasn't? Uh, or, so again, all we've ever done on Instagram is upload our photographs, um, respond to everybody that ever asks us a question and being interested in other people's work. Social media is exactly that, isn't it? It's being social, meeting people, and there's no secrets or anything that we've done. We've just used it exactly that way. We upload what we do. People comment. I, we, you know, We're grateful for everyone who ever gets in touch. We'll, we will respond. And it's as simple as that for us. That's all we've ever done. That's awesome. Yeah, I've totally noticed that. That uh, I think Sorel Amor shared your profile. Yeah, she one. did. Yeah. And I can't remember if that's how I found you or if I found you before, because after a while we just forget. Um, but it, one of them was 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 involved, and I remember commenting and like looking at your stuff, and you guys responded like fairly quickly. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see that there was a there were a few humans behind. Well, absolutely. That. I mean, if people take the time to out of their day to comment, you know, I think the least you can do is respond to them. So, we will always comment. I'm sure I've missed the odd one here and there, but I try my very best to reply to everything, whether it be direct messages or um, comments or whatever. And likewise, I comment on people's photos that I'm interested in. Uh, and Got it's as simple as that. There's no tricks to it for us. We think. You know, we just upload what we do and we've got a lot of loyal followers now and that's what we do. That's great. Um, what uh, did you get? Um, I think the question also <clears throat> that person was asking is, did you get any work out of Instagram or are you just keeping it for the fun for now? What's your, are you taking uh, it? Sort of one thing's led to another with that. So um, the more we've grown, the more people have been interested in what we're doing and certainly opportunities come that way and more people you meet, more opportunities come from that. So in that respect, it's amazing. And we've met some amazing people and it's led us to do certain things that we never imagined we would be doing. And on the back of that, then companies have got in touch to ask us to do other things. So it definitely works and helps in that way. But we never push that on our Instagram. Got it. That's interesting. 
So yeah, I'm gonna give my my two cents because I started Instagram. I think 2014 or 13. Um, back then, I used to be in France, and it wasn't really a thing. Like maybe we're like, I think we're lagging a little bit behind when it comes to new apps. And the US are usually a little bit ahead yeah. of time. But I changed my Instagram a few times because I used to be. Uh, shooting couples and weddings so at first i had that on my feed but then i moved back to travel and adventure photography which is what you can currently see for the past year and a half i would say so um, i i did experiment in the sense where i would think about strategy to grow it and really the day i started growing it was the day i stopped caring or even trying and since I have the YouTube channel, I just asked people and I decided to put out good content and let people decide and be like, okay, guys, I, I have this. This is what I create. Come check it out on Instagram. I know that it's difficult to get discovered, but if you can find another platform, maybe where you have more attention and get people there, that's, that's how I kind of did it, in my opinion. And also collaborating with other people really, really helped because... Um, yeah, they might be bigger or not bigger. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's, hey, you've got a thousand friends. I've got a thousand friends. Maybe they're not the same. Let's meet and let's create something together. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly you... right, Pierre, because we've met some amazing people, you know, not just because they've got thousands of followers, just they're people. And we get on with them when we've been chatting on Instagram and we've got on even better when we've met them in person. So collaborating and meeting people. And it helps. Helps yeah. you grow as well. Yeah, that's a, obviously that will help you grow. But I mean, it's more than that, isn't it? They're people, so it's just meeting like-minded people and going on adventures together. It's amazing, really. Yeah, you you guys did a few collabs lately that looked really fun. Uh, I remember uh, seeing them in your stories, and it's I think the collaboration also is is really where social media is so cool. Where it's like. It's social media and, and a lot of people might think, oh, those people spend all their time on their phone and all that. But it's just about connecting with like-minded people or people who have the same interest. Then to bring it into real life and have those uh, real-life experiences, which is, I think, the cherry on the cake. I think, yeah, you've got to, that's exactly what you've got to remember when you're using social media is that you, I mean, obviously some people have fake accounts and they're robots or whatever, but you're talking to people, not, uh, and it's quite hard to remember that sometimes, but people you say like check out my stuff check out my stuff when people do that i'm not interested I'll, I'll check them out if they talk to me and we get on that's the sort of thing i do not when someone throws it down my throat like check out our instagram or whatever that doesn't work yeah. for me yeah for me neither and on top of that with youtube and because i put out a lot of tutorials i, I got a lot of requests of people check out my work and yeah. all that and um, i actually encourage people to send me a dm on the videos and i'm like send me a dm so i can see what you create but i've seen both ways of being i've seen like different ways of being it being yeah. done i can't speak anymore i've seen different ways of being it done and some are like hey you said hit us up on instagram i'm i'm a xyz photographer uh cool meeting and then there is a check out my stuff give me feedback yeah. and i'm like don't forget to say hi. Don't forget to say thank you. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Bye. You're talking to a person, aren't you? So it's it's that's what I think a lot of people seem to forget on Instagram. Yeah. And the other, the other big oh, thing yeah, I'd say is it. just do your own thing. That's what I, that's the biggest thing that we've learned from what people have told us and why they follow us is because we're doing our own thing. We're not trying to copy anybody. 
we're just doing our what we like and i don't think you should be afraid to do that just because it might not be popular 100%. when it's something different or it's something you know whatever i think people are more interested to, to see that because you're just doing you're just being yourselves and doing your own thing and not trying to be somebody else isn't it fascinating when people actually give you that yeah. feedback i just mentioned it where it's like we follow you because we feel it's different yeah, we've been told that i don't know about you but i've, I've put out some of those pieces of content when i oh, i'm not sure or i'm doing that exact same thing in the video i'm like oh, i'm not sure but then you talk to people they're like no that's why we follow and you're like oh absolutely and that's what we've been told by some some of the people who have told us you know when we've got to know they've said the reason that they started following us and they were interested in what we were doing was because it was different it wasn't what they see every day from everybody else it was just that's really cool a uh, quick question from my side um while we're at it uh, how come we never see your your faces or it doesn't say jp and mike what's your what's your philosophy there isn't that? one there isn't one we're just not very good at it pierre to be honest so we <laughs> <laughs> this whole social media world is pretty new to us i know we've been doing it for a while and we do know what to do with it but we're just useless at it to be we're, honest we're gonna start doing it more and more yeah we um We've only recently got into the video side of things because initially it was all photography based. We didn't really do any video work um, for the last few months. Um, we yeah. started to get more and more into the video side. So from now yeah. on, you probably end up seeing a bit more of a us. A bit more of us. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if, if you're lucky. <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. We just, yeah, we're just yeah. not very good at it. Yeah, that's, that's the honest answer is we... Um, We've let our work do the talking rather than ourselves. But a lot of people want to see, you know, they enjoy the behind the scenes stuff. And we do get asked to see, you know, they don't want to see the end photo. They want to see how it's gotten, all that sort of stuff. So that's something that... Yeah, the story, the journey is just yeah. as interesting as the result. And sometimes, I mean, you you guys have seen those great movies where there's no end. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, yeah. we're taking all, that on board. And we do want story. to do that and show people what we go through to get these images sometimes because a lot of them you know it's not although they're all ready to go a lot of the locations we try to get to are almost impossible to get. you did one for hong kong didn't you a video yeah about like how to get yeah there. We, yeah that was a lot so many people are asking us how how do we do what we're doing so we tried to put a little instagram story that was really cool uh, to way. show people i think that's on our that's still on the I think that was the first video we ever made or yeah. like proper video that we went out to shoot specifically to get something was that how we do things that was really good did you did you how do you call that uh did you plan those shots before yeah that was one again that was one actually i found we found in the uk before we'd even gone to hong kong and we said to ourselves if we ever go to hong kong we've definitely got to go and get that one so it had been screenshot on my uh, phone for about oh i mean i mean uh sorry the photo uh yes but what about the video itself oh. did you you and we're gonna film it that way or no we just literally woke up one morning took the car took the video camera and went to started fear based on what you're saying is like why do we never see you so we were like well let's just take a video camera and start obviously so because we've got the inspire still we started using the camera from the inspire on an osmo <laughs> so we, we thought right well let's use the in the camera that we had from the um gopro and an osmo and um mike's camera and then obviously with a drone camera and then he put together a video of the best bits of what we got. That's awesome. That's I I want to see more of those definitely because I think they're really cool. That's what yeah. that's what we want to get into. Drop yeah. a few on uh, people like guys like you. You, you can help us on YouTube. 
we're learning from watching videos from everyone else doing this sort of thing. That's kind of what we want to get into ourselves. And we have no idea, really. We're learning as we go with that. But it's certainly something yeah, I'd, do. I'd be very happy to, to do it. And if you ever, like, put a video on YouTube, I'd share it with my community on YouTube. Well, that's very kind. Thank you. Oh, of course. Um, I'm super interested. That's a question from myself also. Uh, wait one sec. Guys, we're going to move on to the third question. And that question is actually from myself. I think it, a lot of you guys listening might be wondering, how can I get into that drone photography world, drone video? Uh, what are the tips and tricks and what kind of gear should I get at the beginning? Because obviously you guys started with an Inspire. Yep. Um, but I want to hear from you. What would you suggest to someone who's got zero experience and who's like, I want to grab those aerial shots? What would you say to them? Practice. I would say, yeah, first of all, you definitely don't need an Inspire. Um, you probably, <laughs> you don't really need a Phantom 4. The reason we use it is for the jobs that we get, the, but it, it is better, it is higher quality and printing is better from that. But for social media and fun and learning, you don't need anything more than a Mavic. There's some incredible shots that have been shot off a Mavic. Um, and I don't you just keep practice, practice sort of just yeah. fly and fly just, and just go just find a local find your own thing that's, and then just, goes back to that doesn't it yeah just start flying your drone just get a hang of what it does how to fly the thing get just do get used to the camera settings etc etc and then yeah go out and do your own thing did you did you guys learn anything or like read anything about composition beforehand or no, or well, no not not with drone photography at all it okay. was i had an idea as i used to do photography um so i had an idea of lighting camera settings etc i would um, certainly say from that but, point of view from me if i i'm probably better to answer that question having no experience whatsoever in photography had i not yeah. had mike initially to help with those camera settings and learning all that sort of stuff then i would have found it much harder than i did from a composition point of view but again that just comes from whatever's in your head and what you think looks good i don't think uh yeah i don't think there's no set rules yeah there's it. no set rules for that and most of the photos that are screenshot the sorts of things that are going through my head and i'm not a photographer i just sort of like the patterns and the way that they look but in terms of the photography side of it it was a big help having mike knowing what he was doing absolutely got it that's really cool yeah i love asking that question about uh, composition and rules uh because it it just gives me an idea of uh, how you guys think about it um some people are really rule oriented and you're like you can't do that but really, yeah I re yeah i really like the philosophy what you just expressed about it just looks good to us you know if and that's why i try to convey to everyone listening or watching on youtube all the time i'm like guys if it looks good to you that's what is important and even when people ask me for feedbacks i'm like First, do you like your photo? Yeah, you know, okay, yeah. if you love your photo, I have nothing to say about it. Yeah. Like literally, not, not, of course, no one, not everyone's going to like your pictures at the end of the day. That's yeah. just that's how the world works. Um, if you like it, that's the most important thing. Exactly. We're very, very and, fussy as well with our, the way we're, I mean, we're probably too fussy. We throw away a lot of shots that really we probably shouldn't, but that's just the way we are. Um, but if you like it and it looks good to you, then that's what you're expressing to the world isn't it it's, that's your brain and your thoughts and your work so there's no perfect photograph is there something perfect to you might be not perfect to someone else so it's 
yeah. I don't, yeah, don't, don't think of rules. Don't think of rules. Just think about your own aesthetic, what your own liking. I think. Yeah, yeah. and just do what you think. You just do what you want to do. Yeah, and I always add: if you don't like it, and you like other people's stuff, then compare the two and see how you can improve to get to that point. And once you reach that technical point, then just go freedom back, back to freedom, where you're just doing whatever you want that looks good. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, uh, what I just said, but it's basically, um, yeah. Did you get it? Oh, yeah, Does that make sense? completely, completely understand. And again, I think the thing that the, the accounts and the photos that I enjoy the most are probably not what other people would enjoy the most. So there is no no, no right or wrong with it, is there? Um, I I like people just doing their own thing and being different. Those are the sorts of things that would appeal to me more than a great shot of a famous thing. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that's other true. people would think differently to that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the um, Benjamin Yavoski that was on the podcast the other day said, I go to a famous location, a location I've shot 12 times, 14 times, all the time. He's like, every time it's different. You know, yeah. I never take twice the same shot. Yeah. I go back, the light is different. There yeah. is bird i move around i change so there's an infinite number of possibilities when it comes to art and that's the magical part about it for me yeah 100 percent. that's right yeah and also just be willing to go a little bit further than a famous spot you know try and just find something else because that's what a lot of people we find don't do you can move we actually went with, which is great make an, do yeah, not make an unfound, make, make, yeah <laughs> be, be the first person to find a new spot or Make yeah. that your spot, whatever. That's just because they're not famous doesn't mean they can't be famous or popular. No, 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 guys, I'm being serious. They should stick to famous spots so that we have an infinite number of <laughs> unfamous spots that are just as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, well, we were actually when we were at, we were in Italy, we decided to go on a day trip to Venice, um, not for any uh, drone stuff. We just wanted to go and check it out. And the thing that we found amazing was the sort of one main road that goes that you can walk through the center of Venice. But if you went two or three streets to the left or right of that, there was nobody there. Yeah. And that sort of sums up a lot of what we find of these things. Everyone goes to the same thing. But if you just that went a little further, beautiful. a little further off, then you find just as much interesting things and no one's there. That is, that is exactly why I love shooting and traveling. Yeah. Because although we're in the most famous locations, as you mentioned, like there is no one like two streets next to yeah. it. It's crazy. Just because everyone's in the same path, everyone thinks they should stick to that. And there's, abso there's well, absolutely it, nothing wrong with just going to the famous spots and getting shots and getting your own perspective of those shots. But we just try to do not that. That's, you know, I mean, we go to yeah. try to not do that sort of thing. Yeah, I do a mix. I always get the famous one and then but like it took me one second and i'm like okay i have it I'm yeah. Like, yeah and it's nice let's, 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 let's now let's get the real shot let's let's go get the real shot and another thing to do is to appreciate where you are because we we forget that a lot when we're doing what we're doing we're just so focused on getting the work done and getting the shots that we actually often forget to just take five minutes to look where we are and enjoy where we are yeah i i totally relate with yeah. this one sometimes i enjoy it in post-production the time like, you're, suddenly, you're looking at the place on a screen you don't look with your own eyes yeah. most of the time people are looking through their phones or looking through camera. yes you don't just put your camera down and just appreciate what you're actually looking at yeah and it's when you edit after you're like well that location was really yeah, absolutely yeah i should go there i probably should have stopped and had a look at that <laughs> yeah that's totally yeah i 
yeah, it happened to me a few times and it totally slapped me in the face when I was editing. I was like, okay, next time I really have to put the camera down for at least five minutes. Yeah. Although I love it, it's it's just different with your own eyes. The only time we actually done that recently was um, the, one of the only shots that isn't a top-down shot on our Instagram is one that we were in the mountains in Italy. Um, at Mella Brenta National Park, I think it is. I'm probably saying that completely wrong, but whatever that area was. We were up in the mountains and the cloud, it was just the most incredible view. And it was the first time we ever were like, don't actually really care that we're not taking pictures right now. That's awesome. We did take a photo, but it, we more <laughs> we, we were more enjoyed where we were than actually focused on working. No, but that's, that's the beauty is when you're able to put your camera down and you just look at it and find it so beautiful that you cannot stop from taking your camera back yeah. and, and shooting something. I don't know. I, that's just, and people look at me like I'm crazy, you know, but I, I really love that feeling. I'm like, okay, I saw it with my own eyes and I find it so beautiful that I, I just want to grab a, a photo of yeah. it. Yeah, well, definitely. On the <laughs> We're the weirdos with cameras. <laughs> <to our eyes. laughs> awesome. Guys, we're going to wrap. I want to encourage everyone listening to please, please, because this is a visual. Yeah, we're looking forward to meeting you. I know. I've been waiting for the past like four months yeah. and then I crashed the drone and I was like, all my hopes are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I found a way, so it's going to work out. So stay tuned, guys. And uh, uh, wait one sec. Um, what do we... Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to cut that part out. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. So Mike, um, wait, what am I going to say? I don't even know. All right. There we go. We're back. Mike and JP, I got a question. No, wait. Mike and JP, do you guys have a question for the audience or do you want to share uh, maybe a creative exercise that can be thinking about or a little tip that they should apply in the next few tracks you don't, yeah. It doesn't, you know, I mean, we, we loosely use abstract area. Like that's what initially it was, and not all of our shots are extremely abstract, but we always try and find something that's weird or just unusual or different or something that hasn't been seen before. Those are the sorts of things that we try to focus our work around. And I think that's a great exercise. Guys, do it. Please, please try it. Because, and I'm, I'm talking about the abstract here, uh, guys, uh, too many guys here, because I think a lot of us are shooting nature or people. And it's, it's very, I don't know how you say real, you know, but maybe try to shoot something different that you have no clue what you're shooting. I don't know if that makes sense, but try it. It's certainly, yeah, it does. It. And you can be creative with nature and with people as well, that you can put yourself in an unusual location. We like to try and do that ourselves with umbrellas or whatever. Those are always... Oh, those shots were really cool. You know, finding something that looks unusual on the ground and standing in the middle of it to give it some perspective or anything like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be abstract in its such, but just look for something that's different or unusual or not something that you would imagine would look good. And well, that's something where you enjoy doing and something that's you, the yeah. most important part is something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for joining me on the podcast. Uh, everyone go check out at abstract here. Oh God. Can you say it for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> at abstract aerial art guys. Thank you so much for joining. See you next time.
Thanks so much for having us, Pierre. It's been great. What's up, podcast? I hope you enjoyed that episode. Before I let you go, I just want to ask you one thing. Please, if you got any value out of the podcast or the YouTube channel or anything, please share it with your friends, with your family, your coworkers, your Facebook groups, all that. Please share the podcast. It means a lot to me. That's how we're growing it. That's how I get more and more guests also because uh, the bigger it is, the easier it is for me to have them on the podcast actually. I know it's kind of funny, but yeah, that's how it works in this world. Um, and also, I want to thank Mike and JP for taking the time to do that podcast. We're going to be collaborating on YouTube videos very soon. So guys, head over to YouTube and make sure you subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. It's at PRT Lambert on YouTube. And last but not least, please make sure you leave a five-star rating on the iTunes and everywhere it's possible because that way they push it up and it's cool and more and more people are gonna listen. Anyway, I'm too excited, guys. Get out there, go shoot, try something different, try something new, and I will hear you, see you in the next episode. Bye.